Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 215 of Your Career Podcast. When I met Ram Castillo on a clubhouse chat, I was immediately drawn in by his incredible storytelling ability. Ram's a creative professional, and he is a man who has led a fascinating life, experienced huge challenges that he's turned around successfully, and now inspires all he meets because he dreams big. Creativity and curiosity are the foundations that have propelled him to explore different career paths. Ram is a design director, two-time author, speaker, creative live instructor, decision-making coach, and approved advisor based in Sydney. Let's hear Ram's amazing story. And so let's welcome Ram to the show. Hi, Ram. Jane, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am really, really excited that you're on the show because you've had one of the most fascinating career journeys and amazing transitions and changes. And even though we met only a few weeks ago on Clubhouse, (laughs) of all places, it's that your story really came through so strongly. So how about let's kick this this podcast interview off with what I always do and tell us about your early career aspirations when you were a little boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind um, is actually a little story. I am from Filipino background. Um, my, my dad's one of 11, my mum's one of five. Sorry, you could probably hear some lightning and it's, um, thundering right now. In I know there's thunder and lightning here too. We're both okay. in Sydney, but in different suburbs and it's very loud. So if you're listening it's to more this atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not my belly. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm originally from the Philippines and we migrated to Australia when I was only a one year old baby and, um, I remember this story, uh, this moment rather, and I'll share this story where we we're in this small apartment, mum was cooking spaghetti and I would collect empty tissue boxes and toilet paper rolls. Um, obviously we didn't have iPads or anything back then. So I would just collect these and make empty uh, with the empty tissue boxes and, and toilet paper rolls. I'd build stuff. I'd make cities, I'd make robots out of them and let my imagination run wild. And my mum was cooking spaghetti one night and she stopped and she said, hey, Ram, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I don't know, mum, I just want to make stuff. And then she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, well, whatever you want to be, make sure you dream big and, and dream much, much bigger. And so although that doesn't directly answer your question with a particular um particular sort of specific title or anything. I, I feel that 
what has played out was from that one moment, which was um, not limiting what I could explore, which is important because I believe I'm a person of many different hyphens, which mm. I'm sure we'll unpack. But also creativity and curiosity was at the heart of that and I've never lost that childlike spirit. As mm. cheesy as that might sound, it really is the foundation for me that has propelled me to explore various career paths, some accidentally as well. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you're creative, you know, from a very young age, being able to create things out of something completely different, you know, as with your tissue boxes and loo rolls and all that sort of thing. But I love, I love it that your mom said dream big because she was almost like, encouraging and inspiring you to be anything anything that you wanted to be and to make it as satisfying and purposeful as possible you know that that's what uh, dream big conjures up in me and i think it's it's so nice to have have a a, a tagline or a mission or a motto to keep you going yes well, and then you've had this stellar absolutely stellar <laughs> career as a graphic designer just ever increasing roles and with just oh gosh this list of names of ogilvy and mccann and wonder man and meld studios j walter thompson mercer bell sachi and sachi any graphic designer would be salivating just hearing that uh so tell me how did your uh, career journey progress and what was it that really inspired you sure so i uh, really considered graphic design, which is what I formally ended up studying. Um, when I was in grade 10, you had to consider um, and actively seek out work experience. And this is a very critical story that I'll quickly share, which is that I, back then it was the, the, the white pages and I, I couldn't find a call after call. And I got up to letter W and I couldn't get and secure a a two-week work experience at a, at a business um, in graphic design, which is what I wanted. Um, and then because I wasn't really, I was always the shortest in school, by the way, bit of context. I was never the most wealthy, certainly. I was never the most athletic or intelligent or any of that stuff. But I, I did gravitate to art quite naturally and uh, I didn't think too much of it. Like that was me. I just mm. was like, I'm going to do something in this and graphic design I was advised by my um, career advisor in high school that, hey, there's this thing called graphic design. And I didn't even give it a second thought. I was like, yeah, well, that's me. Um, and so when I got to letter W after so many failed attempts in, in a week of just calling up, um, tail between my legs, went to my careers advisor's office and said, and said I'm just going to have to go somewhere else. I, I, no, one, no one wants me. Everyone's saying we only accept internships from university students, not 15-year-olds in grade 10. And um, he said, well, let's just try one more time. And so he goes, where did you get up to? And so we pulled out the yellow, that white pages again and I go, this one here. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll sit with you. You call and, and let's do it. Called up and there's a, there was a, a Wingrove Design it was called Wingrove Design. And I, I said, hi, I'm looking for um, grade 10 work experience. I just need somewhere so I can just sort of shadow and observe, et cetera. Um, anyway, it was the founder that ended up answering the phone. He goes, yeah, my name's Ian Wingrove. He goes, um, he goes yep, you sound, you sound like you're really enthusiastic, all good. He goes, uh, when do you want to come in? 
And it was so, it was very serendipitous because what had happened was, um, and I, by the way, I thought, I think my, my careers advisor would have just said, uh, try one more time until I, I got one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I ended up going into his office the following week, which is, you know, like right to the deadline, ended up securing that first day in, eager beaver, sat in the uh, reception area. And then he, there was this gentleman that walked in, put his skateboard down on the floor, skateboarding in the floorboards, cool looking guy, kicks his skateboard up, comes up to me and says, hey, you ram? And I said, yep. And he said, my name's Ian. Nice to meet you. So he was Ian Wingrove. And at the time he was working on Sydney Olympics, 2000 Olympics new uh, Mm. uh, branding. And he was working on Vogue cover shoots and a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like mesmerized. So fell in love. Um, Ended up pursuing design uh, formally, but I didn't get into the school that I wanted. My parents couldn't afford. At the time it was Billy Blue, 45,000. Parents didn't even have a tenth of that, to, honestly, and uh, end up getting a scholarship, luckily, at a no-name sort of college that wasn't really well-known at all and um, studied there. Um, started in the mailroom at Ogilvy. My parent, my, 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 uh, sorry, my, my peers thought I was crazy. They're like, you studied on a scholarship. You're so talented, this and that. Why start in the mailroom? And I was like, I had a different mentality, Jane. I was like, why not? Like, I'm stepping into the doors of one of the greatest agencies in the world who are working with, at the time, Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. Amex, Dove, Milo, Telstra, um, the list goes on. And I didn't see it as like getting, I think I was on like 20K full time. I, I didn't care about that. I didn't care if I was changing light bulbs, ordering printer toner for four levels at uh, what was Tower One, uh, PwC building, it is now. But like, I, I just thought, wow, I get to just be around these people. And the currency of networking is what I pieced together after because I met 350 people in one week because I, I was the mailroom dispatch boy. Mm. And I got to know everyone. I literally got to know every single person. I had to know where they sat, if they got mail, deliveries, any of that. So... Fast track a little few, few years after that, I get a phone call from Ian saying, hey, Ram, did you end up pursuing design? And then I was like, yeah, I, I did. And he goes, well, uh, we're actually looking for a junior designer and um, just for a pitch. And if you get it, then if we get it, then, you know, we'd love to hire you. We'd be able to, we need staff for that. We, we were up against, so I ended up doing that because I was in transition. I was looking now for, for, for a junior designer role and, Long and short of it, worked for him for one week and got the up against six other agencies. We got it. And then I was with him full time for three and a half years. Amazing. And so it's just a crazy story. And I also need to say something really significant, which is when I get asked, what is the most significant part of your journey so far? Billy Blue called me up in 2015, which was... uh, 12 years after I'd graduated mm-hmm. from not their college, they said, we'd love for you to be our industry speaker for the graduation speech for the graduating class at the time. 1,200 people you'll be speaking in front of. And the brief is basically for the kids to get inspired and celebrated and the, the career path ahead 
and the joy around that and the impact they'll make. And also for the parents and family to kind of go, put them at ease that, that they haven't made a, a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even graduate from Billy Blue. And, and it, just, it just goes to show like hard work, you know, curiosity, just like persistence, Trump circumstance. And um, if you want to watch that commencement speech, it's up on YouTube. Just type in Think Education, Ram Castillo, and that'll pop up. It's just mm-hmm. 15-minute talk. So there are a couple of things. Oh, you know, it, just listening to that, it makes me smile so much because when you were uh, in grade 10, you had a wonderful career advisor who sat with you when you made that phone call and your heart was probably, you know, in, in, in your throat when you were making it thinking, oh, I'm going to get another rejection, another rejection. But having someone with you who's got your back, doesn't that make a huge difference? And then you know, being able to be in that environment. And as, as you said, um, Ian Wingrove, he goes, I like your enthusiasm. Uh, and so often when you're, when you're looking for a job, and, and this is, you know, for job seekers, it's your attitude counts for so much more than your skills and experience because it demonstrates you've got potential and so many people are down on themselves because I don't have this and I don't have that well I I reckon if you've got passion and you've got the clarity to know what it is that you're going for you can do it just as you did and to go into Ogilvy and work in the mailroom you were you were surrounded by what you wanted to be hanging around with. And it's all these creative designers and even just having a chat with them, fantastic networking for one thing, but also to to see how does an agency actually work. So from a very young age, you had your mum, dream big, you know, (laughs) smart lady, really smart lady. And what an honour to to go and do that commencement speech um, at, at Billy Blue, it must have felt so good, and and I know a lot of a lot of parents. I think you know a creative um, career. Can you really you know make make a decent living out of this? And of course you can. And so tell me, I'm so excited now because this, this is just so. I mean, it's it gives me a warm feeling just hearing your story. And so from there, how did things progress? Because you've worked for some amazing big name uh, design agencies and yeah. you've really carved an incredible career for yourself plus the two books that we'll talk about in a minute too. Yeah so how it progressed um, before I go into that and I just want to address a few things you said you um, there's also the attitude attitude over skill I'm a I'm a big believer in that for a start because how we respond to something is everything because if we frame something um, as a um, as a as an opportunity for growth, it's an opportunity for growth. It's a win. And so I just want to make that clear because I I experienced pretty bad bullying as well. Like when I was in in primary school, I broke my arm three times and got uh, sixteen stitches before the age of eleven. <clears throat> now, why is this important? Well. I think we're not in a shortage of excuses. Life's hard. Mm. I, know, I think we're not in a shortage of dreamers. We're in a shortage of, of dream makers. And so there's always a choice. And, and I'm passionate about decision-making, that the, the, the lens of design has allowed me to ask better questions about everything. It has allowed me to look at the entire human experience. That's why I, I've 
um, am uh, positioning myself and have done as a human-centered designer and creative strategist because when people think about design, they often forget that design is really reverse engineering a desired outcome mm. in the commercial world, but you can design your life, you can design a, an experience, you can design a process for anything um, more efficiently and effectively. So um, I, I also wanted to just, yeah, before we, before we progress, because talk about a bit about that, because um like there's there's gonna be moments where it's not gonna work out for you and and you know I've had so many knockbacks so let's go into some of that which continues on so um, somewhere along the way it was about eight years working full time so I worked at Ogilvy I, I ended up working for Wingrove Design he was my ultimate career mentor mm. he took me under his wing showed me how to lead with empathy and love. And he was a different type of leader. I've never seen until this day, I've not seen anyone lead the way he led. Um, well, probably, listeners are probably wondering, well, what makes him different? Well, he, he didn't lead by telling. He, he always guided you to, to find the solution. He didn't give you the solution. So the whole teach teach a person to, to fish, don't give them the fish. That was him to a T. He also operated in a way where he wasn't afraid to just tell it how it is. So he was, he had radical candor, you know, communicate directly while caring deeply. Mm-hmm. He also didn't, he didn't have any suit, any sort of superficial layers to it. Like he would come to work. You'd never know that he owned, you know, three different agency um, branches You'd never know he, he dated Naomi Watts for three years when they were young before she before they parted and she went to like there's so much stuff about this guy that you'd never know he had two girls, two dogs, a wonderful family, and a beautiful house in Coogee. Like he, he just dressed like he had the most like old sort of 1979 Ladybird something car. And I, I was like, where do you even find that? And he goes, it was my auntie's and he goes, it works. So I don't, he just, he didn't have, he just taught me to, to keep, keep your head in the clouds, but keep your feet on the ground. And so um, moving on from that attitude, hundred percent, it's how you perceive and how you behave, um, which I think makes the greatest impact. Um, so moved along to some other agencies, ended up going to um, a McCann group agency called Smart. I ended up going also to Imagination, which, I was fortunate enough to work with for the the New Year's Eve uh, branding for Sydney New Year's Eve branding where Kylie Minogue was the uh, creative ambassador. So there's so many like different experiences I had and it was really stepping up my game. But Jane, I got to tell you, somewhere along the way, climbing up that ladder of success in many ways, um, you realize, is it leaning, is this ladder leaning against the wrong wall? Mm. And I started to feel an emptiness inside me and I asked myself, is this the full expression of my gifts? Is this really the greatest impact that I can be making at this point in time? And the voice that answered was, no, you, you, there's something else that you, you could be doing something more. I think we all have different versions of that throughout our lives and I'm sure it's going to continue. But at the time 
I was having a chat with my mate at a pub and we were just bantering, just talking as a good mate of mine. And he goes, Ram, he goes, why don't you start a blog so that you're not repeating yourself because you keep tweeting responses over and over again with these people, uh, young emerging designers who are looking for advice. And I go, yeah, cool. I'll do that. And he goes, what are you going to call it? And I'm like, I'll, I'll do some research tonight. Texted him. I said, all right, the domain's available. I'm going to call it giant thinkers. Mm. And then he was like, mate, that's the shittest name ever. <laughs> of course, he's my best mate. So he was uh, giving me a bit of, bit of crap for it. I like that name because it, <laughs> it, it flows on from your mother, really yeah. big, giant thinkers. That's what it I said. sense, yes. So you tell your friend, I agree. But anyway. he, was, he was just he was taking the piss. He was joking. But yeah, I mean, it was funny. And I was like, well, I'm going to pursue it. And now he's like, I think, I think you made a good choice there. <laughs> um, so... Giant Thinkers is what it became. I literally didn't overthink it. I was just like, I'm going to just created the website in the, that weekend. Started writing my first blog posts about what I wish my younger self would have known. Mm. Like top 10 tips, you know, what to write to a creative director, what to email. What's this thing called facial expressions and body language and uh, everything, tone of voice. Like I wrote all these articles, just flowed out of me. And first month, like Google Analytics confirmed, only two people were reading it, probably my mum and my sister. Um, <laughs> and then three months in, it organically got picked up by probably Google spiders and crawlers and SEO or whatever and started to get featured on How Magazine, Communication Arts. And then it ended up getting picked up overseas in by the American Institute of Design, AIGA. Uh, we got talking, the president invited me to New York and I said, well, actually I'm going to LA because i got some family and friends there. Uh, they, they invited me there for a meeting and I ended up going there. Uh, mind you, this was only like nine months after creating my blog, right? So I'm sitting on these grand red chairs overlooking Madison Square Avenue and, the, and I'm there gifting them with like Tim Tam trays and I thought it would be really casual, but the president of AIGA was like, so Ram, what are you, what are you doing? What's your strategy? You know, he was like, I know that was a poor US accent, but he was like, what's your strategy for, for engaging with an audience that we're struggling to engage with? And I was like, oh, mate, I don't have a strategy. I'm just writing to my younger self. And then from then on, he said, well, do you want to write for us? So I ended up having a full column in AIJ, which mind you has half a million members, uh, 72 chapters around america when i got back home i was like what is going on this i think i've tapped onto something so i was like what's the next thing besides the blog and naturally i was like i'm just going to write a book had no writing experience had no idea what i was doing i was just writing the way that i talk nine months in and i have a 10 minute a day rule that's my little hack for for if you want a tool i i spent 10 minutes a day sometime and i promised no matter what how busy even if i had a migraine 10 minutes you're going to write Sometimes I'm looking at the paper. Sometimes that 10 minutes turned into two hours. But I, I also wrote a blog post about that. You can type it in 10 minutes a day by RAM. And I've, that's helped me learning and fast tracking every aspect of my life. All right. So um, nine months in, I get a manus my manuscript done. I go to 20 different publishers and sponsors. They all rejected me, Jane. And then I was like, oh, shit. Well, why are they rejecting? They're like we don't think you're, you're, you know, you have, I don't know, they indirectly were saying that, you know, you're probably not the right person to write about this or like, you know, like you've never written a book before or like 
we don't think there's a market in this. And I was like, okay, so I can either accept this or self-publish, which was my next alternative. Raised a bit more capital because you have to when you're if you want to launch properly. Worked with a self-publishing distributor and company to help me. Hired an editor, hired all these people, and then made it happen. Had the had it had uh, proceeded with that route, and then AIGA also were in touch with me, and they're like, "Oh, if you're going to launch a book, love that topic. Weird, right? Because here in Australia, I wasn't really." It's not that wasn't welcome. It's just that it wasn't, it didn't land. Simple as that. But in America, which is my biggest audience, I started forming this enormous audience in America. And that was also confirmed with my blog. 80% of my audience was American. And they were like, we'll host you for a US tour in a, from AIGA. So I did 22 cities in three months in the in November, December 2014, and then January 2015. I also included speaking events in Herman Miller for crying out loud. Like I was invited by um, Gary Smith, who was, who was like the, the um, ex uh, former design director for Hasbro in the eighties. He was, he was, uh, he created Mr. Potato Head, GI Joe and a whole bunch. Ended up speaking at Herman Miller, ended up speaking at Creative Live, which is the world's largest online learning platform. 10,000 people tuned in live, Jane, to my courses. So it's been a journey. I know that. So in short, I, I launched my speaking, my, my, my writing career because I launched my second book uh, two years after my first called How to Get a Mentor because that was what the audience wanted next. Mm. And then speaking engagements of 65 plus events around the world now. Um, and just now I'm focused on helping entrepreneurs and, and, and through advisory. I sit on the advisory board for a few businesses I do one-to-one coaching, helping business owners get unstuck in all ways. You want to launch something, market penetration, leadership, because I've worked as design director. Mm-hmm. Last role was design, uh, last roles were design director at DDB, uh, servicing McDonald's and Audi and Woolworths. My last role was head of digital design at Mercer Bell and Saatchi and Saatchi, servicing Amex, Qantas, Toyota. So injecting all the experience I have human centered design methodology 16 years now. And here we are talking to you. And you know, that, that entire story was so interesting because it was all based on your passion for what you really love to do. And it's all to do with giving back, isn't it? Because it's not just your career. This is really, it's, it's your mission in life is to be able to inspire others to be the best that they can be in their careers and not only in their careers but also their lives because what we're listening to you speak what it does is it lights a spark in you and I think for any young aspiring creative who's doubting their ability work hard believe in yourself I mean this is the message that you're getting there uh, getting through and thinking of design thinking in every aspect of your life oh my goodness I mean that 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 really is what turns things around for us if we feel stuck use design thinking and get yourself unstuck through a great deal of hard work I'm going to have all of those links in my show notes and janejacksoncoach.com so people can click through and actually if you just google Ram Castillo you're going to find him everywhere anyway <laughs> so I, I think that. you've inspired each and every person thank you so much for your time 
time, Ram. And in fact, I'd, I'd like to have you back again. And let's just talk more about design, because it's it's a subject that's close to my heart. I, I don't have the design creativity. I just talk for a living. But you do both. So <laughs> I'd love so that's that. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ram. Thank you so much, Ami. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn or the DMs on Instagram, happy to continue the conversation. If you enjoy Your Career Podcast, please hop over to iTunes and leave a review because that's how we get to reach more people. And if you need help in your career, go to www.thecareersacademy.org online where you'll be able to find lots of online programs as well as one-on-one coaching with me. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.